You've probably heard it said that those who can no longer do, teach. As we get older in our lives and in our careers in the fire service, we lose some ability to do the things the way that we used to. You've heard me talk about the key three back in episode 50, light the spark, stoke the flame, pass the torch. But do you yourself take action in regards to those things? Today I'm going to talk about how we can pass the torch on those things that we know and are particularly proficient in so we can contribute to our crew, our organizations, and our profession as a whole. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want in your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. At some point in your life, you're going to have to teach something to someone. You may have already been put in the position of teacher already, whether it's training a new firefighter, showing someone how to do some kind of home repair, or for those of us with kids, we've taught our children to eat, walk, talk, ride a bike, right? Currently, I'm teaching my oldest how to drive a car, which freaks me out. We teach our kids how to be good people and everything else that they need to survive. You teach a lot of people a lot of things without even realizing it sometimes. Being a professional teacher isn't something that just anyone can do. And just because you may know a lot about a subject or procedure doesn't mean that you can effectively teach that thing to someone. This episode isn't focused on helping you become a professional teacher, but it is focused on some key traits that we can keep in mind the next time we have to teach something to someone. Throughout my career, I've been tasked with teaching people a variety of different things that I'll go into a bit deeper further in the episode. But one thing that I've had to do in every instance of stepping into the role of teacher or instructor is to have a strategy going into it. Today, I'm going to share with you the five strategies that I use every time I'm honored with the task of being an instructor to other people. Number one, meet the student at their level of knowledge. A classic mistake that people who aren't used to teaching something make is that they start at the wrong place either too rudimentary and far below a person's level of experience, or they are so far above the level of the student's understanding that they're lost from the get-go. I was once observing an EMT class one day, and the instructor started talking about CPR. 
And he went on and on about CPR for the first like few hours of the class. And at one point, one of the students raised his hand and said, I'm sorry, but it seems like we're wasting a lot of time here. CPR certification is a prerequisite for this class. So everyone in this room already knows CPR. And granted, doing this right in front of the class probably wasn't the best thing to do, the most tactful thing to do. But the student, wasn't he wasn't rude about it. And he had no negative tone and was in no way making a personal attack on the instructor. However, how do you think the instructor took this? He immediately stood up, and as his ego took over, he started yelling at the student right there in front of everyone, told this kid that he'd, quote, never get hired with a fire department with this attitude, and <laughs> proceeded to, like, berate him uh, on a myriad of different things right in front of the class. Well, that set the standard for the type of instructor that the students should expect for the rest of the semester. He taught them more than CPR review that day. He taught his students that his ego was more important to him than time management and focusing on the subject matter that actually matters. And that student that he yelled at, he's now a captain at a very respected fire department. You want to always make sure that you start any lesson with an assessment of what the person or group already knows about the subject matter. Then go from there. It's up to you to bridge that gap, not obsess about only one side of the bridge and never take any steps forward. Number two, match your instruction to the student's learning style. We oftentimes make the assumption that other people will learn the subject matter the same way that we did, and this isn't particularly true. You've got to make sure that you're making the person you're teaching comfortable. Think about it. It takes a lot of humility to ask for help and to ask someone to teach you something new. You should take it as an honor and not use it as something to pad your ego like the EMT instructor did that I just mentioned. A good teacher doesn't force their learning style on the student. Instead, they are prepared to explain something in a variety of different ways. And maybe you've done this before. You've listened so intently to every word that your or every word that your instructor is saying but you still just don't understand. You still just don't get it. You raise your hand and you say as much only to be met with the frustrated response. Well, I just explained it. What's not to get? This is a classic no-no, big time no-no by the teacher, right? Restating the same thing over and over again won't do anyone any good. You've got to step to the side and take a different approach. You've got to be ready and able to read the cues of your students and continually seek confirmation of their understanding. Have them tell you what you just told them, but maybe in their own words. And if they still don't get it, be prepared to take a different approach. Be prepared to take another step to the right or another step to the left. I currently teach a fitness and conditioning for firefighters class at the local community college. And when we meet every week, I spend about 30 to 40 minutes going over what we'll be applying that day in the gym. And as I talk about the muscle groups that we'll be working on, I draw anatomical pictures and I highlight the specific muscle groups in different colors. So the focus of the lesson and application is very clear. And after I'm done, I ask if anyone has any questions or comments that they'd like to add. I don't make it about me as I shouldn't because I've already got the job that they're just learning how to prepare for. It's not about me. It never is and it never should be. Number three, use a system. I've been in an official professional teaching capacity for over 10 years now. I've trained and taught new and aspiring firefighters 
paramedics, people wanting CPR certification, and people wanting professional medical certifications like ACLS, PHTLS, and PALS. These subjects are all related in one way or another. However, they are a variety of topics in and of themselves. In my time as an instructor, I've honed in on a process that has allowed me to focus on the needs of the student, assess, diagnose, prescribe, and reassess. If you're a paramedic, this is going to sound real familiar to you as it is extremely similar to the process that we take when we get called to a scene for a medical emergency. We've got to assess the situation. We identify what the issue is or what the issues are. We formulate a strategy for treatment. Then we reassess to see if our plan worked. And if not, we make changes and start the process all over again. So let's dive into each of these steps in more detail. First off, assess. This is a very important step, but most people who are new to teaching often skip this step. Knowing the ultimate goal is essential, but you also need to find out other information that will help facilitate learning. For example, if you're teaching someone to ride a bike, you know that they need to get on the bike and go for it, right? But not finding out things like what they already know about riding a bike, if they've ever tried riding a bike before, and if so, what worked for them and what didn't. What about how confident they feel about the subject going in? Next step, diagnose. This is where you find out what's needed in order to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. From an EMS standpoint, your patient may need uh, SVN medications in order to bring up their SpO2 levels, right? In the teaching world, you've got to figure out what's missing. Is it information or resources like money, tools, support, etc.? This step is all about identifying what's missing from their knowledge base and identifying the gap. Next step, make a prescription, prescribe. This is where application comes into play. You've identified that your patient could benefit from SVN medications. Now is the time to administer them. After you've ascertained what your students know going in, and you've found out what they still need in terms of info and resources, now you have to formulate a solution or a lesson plan as to how they will obtain what they need. How are you going to administer what it is that they need? For my class, I type up a lesson plan every week. I only had to do this once when I started teaching the class, and now I continually use that lesson plan every year. I reuse it and I reuse it. However, that doesn't mean that it's good for everyone and it never needs refinement. A lesson plan is a living document. I've taught this class for years and every semester I teach it, I refine my lesson plan by incorporating things my students ask me about. That way, I'm constantly improving the plan so that I'm better at bridging the gap each semester. If you're not getting better, you're not getting better. Are you content? with that complacency? If that's the case, I'm sorry to say that you're the problem and it's time to make some changes or get out of other people's way. The next step after you've identified, or you've made your assessment, um, your differential diagnosis, you've prescribed a remedy, now you reassess. Oftentimes people think that once they've gone through the process that they don't need to revisit it again. This mentality is the exact opposite of a growth mindset, and it stifles progress. Think about it this way. You don't just go to the gym once and call it good. 
You're not like, well, I went to the gym. I'm good. If you did, you'd be ridiculous, and you'd never see the results that you want. And it's also like saying, well, I've eaten once, so I'm set for life. No, that's not sustainable. The same goes for teaching. Why do you think we have CEs when it comes to recertifying our EMT or paramedic certs? Why train on the fire ground if we only need to learn something and have a one-and-done mentality about it? Your job isn't over once you've shared your knowledge. You need to do your part to make sure that what you've shared has been received and understood and revisited if needed. So back to the strategies that I use. Number four, mix it up a little. Practical application goes a long way. Like I said in my class, I talk about the didactics or reasons behind the movements. Then we head to the gym and put those reasons into action. This helps bridge the gap between just reading or hearing about a method and being able to practically apply the method. Think back to your EMT or paramedic school days. How many times did you strap fellow students to backboards? How many times did you drop those students, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did witness that actually one time. They weren't so good with their um, securing the patient to the board and they just fell right off, face down, onto the ground. Um, which I guess it turned it into a, a trauma practice. But anyway, I digress. How many times did you practice getting IVs on each other? Did you ever use oranges to learn how to give injections? What were some of the unorthodox and dynamic ways your teachers helped you learn something new? Only until you've practically applied the instructions given to you are you able to solidify the method in your mind. This is how learning happens. By delivering the information in a dynamic way, you bring diversity to the learning process and you allow people to think about what's being taught in different ways. Number five, last strategy, keep it positive. Never, ever, never, 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 ever ridicule someone for not understanding something that you're trying to teach. The burden to learn something isn't on the student, it's on the ability of the teacher. Just like communication isn't the responsibility of the receiver, it's the responsibility of the sender to communicate a clear message. Now this isn't to completely dismiss any responsibility of the student to be receptive and give an effort. That, that's a whole other element of this. But when your ego takes over and you ridicule your students, you've completely undermined the learning process. Instead of letting your frustrations turn the experience into a negative one by saying something like, Ugh, I've showed you this like five times already. Keep things positive by saying something like, you know, I struggled with that too when I was learning this, but in time you'll get it. Or, I took, the, I took this approach and it really helped me understand it a little bit clearer. Share something unique. Share a unique personal story that you feel is relative. This will help reduce the anxiety a student may be feeling. And that creates a safe environment for learning. As you think back through your personal history in regards to education and all the classes you've taken, think back on who your favorite teacher was or your best educational experience. Think about why that teacher was your favorite teacher and incorporate some of the qualities that they displayed that stood out to you. Think about the best classes or seminars you've taken. Why did they stick with you? What made them the best? Was it the subject matter or was it how that subject matter was delivered? Seek to be dynamic, adaptive, 
and humble in your efforts to relay information to others. Just because you may know a lot about a topic doesn't mean you know everything about it. There's always more to be learned. You may have heard it said that the best way to learn something is to teach it, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. As you're charged with teaching something to someone or a group of people, you take on the responsibility that you'd better know what you're talking about or you're going to look like a fool. Seek out opportunities to teach something. The more you do, the more you'll learn about that topic and the more you'll become a master of the craft. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share. And as we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Do me a favor, please leave a rating and review on whatever platform that you use to listen to this show. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask any question. I'm building this community for us, guys. One way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. We're brothers and sisters, and we need to do what we can to rebuild the brotherhood that attracted us to the profession in the first place. The only way this is going to happen is through open and honest communication. As we openly talk about things and ask the tough questions, we give our brothers and sisters power to do the same. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.